podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Yes, welcome to the Five Year Plan podcast. Hey, two hundred. Two hundred. Two hundred. Give me a pint glass. Baby, you and me. I don't know the words. Oh, it's pod two hundred. Kevin has quite literally popped open the bottle of prosecco as well, and is pouring it. As we speak. Um, sponsored, of course, by Vector Printing. For your print and embroidery needs, go to vector.co.uk. And that's Vector with a K. K. And JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit, hang on, hang on. Visit right. jc-is.com. Ooh. I will! Uh, before we start, uh, it's a glass for you, James. Oh, thank you very much. It's a bucket. It's a bucket for you, Andy. It's a glass of. James doesn't seem to have seen this Be before. Thanks, mate. Yes, before we start the moan fest, let's uh, oh. congratulate uh, Andy and Jim on 200 podcasts. Yeah, well wow. done. Thank which you. was astonishing. I didn't think you'd make it to 10, and I did number 12. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that this, you've managed to get 200 podcasts made is, is astounding. So congratulations yes. well, to you both. Well, well done. Well done, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Well Should we clink glasses? Uh, oh, there we go. Uh, uh, I've only done it because it's a lot cheaper than a therapist, frankly, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> to absent friends, the waterfront. To, oh. Oh. Stole up pub. We were talking about it on the way down, weren't we? It's closed down now, yeah. Good. Okay. Well, that's probably the happiest the pod's going to be. No, no, it's going to be a joy oh, fest all the way a through. Joy fest, oh, as we remember, time's gone by. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about that. Okay, ninety-seven. So, that was a great one. <laughs> um, obviously, because it's, it's the end of the busy Christmas period, we've had two games since our last pod. Mm. Our last pod was last year, end oh, of twenty sixteen. Wow. Um, and <coughs> Palace have lost both of those away at yeah. Arsenal, two nil. And then obviously Swansea on Tuesday last night. Yeah. Last night. night. <laughs> I'm going to start. We've had so many questions this week, and obviously questions will be in part two. We've had so many. I'm going to, I've chucked another one in in part one. Were so they all one. about it being our 200th pod? There were quite a few actually, and a lot Aww. of people wished us uh, congratulations, well, which we very much appreciate. No, no, but the first question. Oh, I was being facetious. Yeah, well, you always are. Yeah. The first question is from Richard Green. Hi, Richard. Hi, Richard. He says. 
Did you consider numbering this pod, pod 199B, so the 200th episode isn't forever associated <laughs> with Tuesday night's dive of one? We were going to go straight to 201, weren't we? We were, yeah. We were. <laughs> Hope so, no one noticed. It's a bit like 13, the number 13. It, did, it, did, it kind of feels apt, though, doesn't it? Given that we spent at least 185 of these podcasts whinging to shit, yeah. that about 200 would be in keeping with in that. Keeping it's just you, consistent. What did you expect? Exactly, we're Palace fans. There was, there was no way on God's earth that we were going to be anywhere other than fourth bottom when pod 200 came around. <laughs> They're not the sort of club that would arrange things so we'd be six and we could talk about stuff. I'm, I'm just I'm just happy that we're not fourth and bottom of League One. Exactly. Well, that's true. We're that's warm, we're dry, true. we've got our health. We have. Well, well. so are we going to make? Are we going <laughs> to? Some try? of us. Okay. <laughs> I think we should. The thread of this podcast should be to try and find the positives. Right, it's been fun. Thanks for two hundred one. Yeah, brilliant. See you. See, see you next time. Still in the cup. Are we? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. The great cup run again. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, we'll, I think we'll be mysteriously knocked out of the cup on exactly. Saturday. I think. Yeah, I'd like to be. Let's start then with. Well, I was going to say the Arsenal game, but like the, the, the Swansea game is so sort of fresh in our minds. What? What is going wrong? What is not working? Because something <laughs> is missing. Well, first of all, I'd like to thank the producer of the TV show I'm working on at the moment, who's so inept. We had to stay behind for three hours yesterday, which meant I didn't see the game. So it's very kind of him. But um, this time last year, we were purring, weren't we? This time last year, yeah, there was well. a real. We were fifth. There was a real connection between the team, the fans, the club, uh, the manager, and that's totally disappeared yeah. and there's a total disconnect and it's so drastic that you you have to think there's a, a reason other than football for it you have to because it's gone so wrong it's not quickness in over the course of a year but it's Pardew very rarely leaves teams happier than when he arrived I was talking to a mate of mine who's a journalist and a Newcastle season ticket holder who said Newcastle were pretty much like we are now the fans had turned against each other the players were in in cliques there was no relationship between the manager and the press and that's exactly how it feels. It feels that the fans are arguing amongst themselves. There's no, even when Sam got the job, even last night, Ed was saying that yeah, at the start of the game, there's no real adrenaline. It was kind of like, oh, right. yeah. oh he's got the job. Mm. Good luck. So something's something's missing. And it's uh, it, you know, if we knew the answer to that, we'd be you know, rich in philosophers. But <laughs> he hasn't had. Allardyce hasn't had a lot of time. He's been our manager now. What a week? Just over a week. Three games in that in that time. Um, has there been, it hasn't really been anything apart from the first half at Watford to make you think that he's I don't know James just making well, a difference it's, it's always that thing that um, when a new manager comes in or something new is happening something's happening at the club then the players respond to it and the fans respond to it especially when you've been through such a bad time and there's usually you know and the, there'll be a good performance it doesn't seem to have really happened I mean maybe Swansea probably had that more than us last night yeah. Not that they play particularly well, yeah. Swansea, but they seem to have a little bit more bite about them than we did. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think maybe I think that I think we're everybody's at such a low ebb at the end of the Pardew reign, um, and nobody's feeling that much excitement about Aldice coming in. We're all quite philosophical about it, going, "Okay, he's a good man. He'll do a job." Yeah. Da, 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 da. But it wasn't that excitement that you often get with a new manager coming in. So that wasn't there. We've already had a couple of games before coming to Selhurst. So we'd seen the, those performances, and it's just 
it's, I mean, you know, you've got to put it down to the time of the year as well. I mean, I really do believe these type of things. It's the end of the year, everybody's going back to work, we're all back, it's Tuesday, it's cold. And it was just, it just, it, it wasn't just the fans, it just went through everything. I was going to say, is that the it's players? Everything. Is that well, the players, players? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it was everything. It was, there was a weird atmosphere before the game, when it started. You know, it, down to the fact that the club tweeted earlier on in the day that we were going to have another light show yeah. Be- yeah. before the game and yeah. everybody was moaning about that because there's something to moan about and it didn't even happen in the light show so everybody was moaning didn't about it? the fact no yeah. it didn't, I didn't see it, it didn't happen spo- supposedly it happened during Ladder Lover well it didn't there was a couple of flickers like somebody turned it off and turned it back on again and that was about it <laughs> did you have but, any fringe in your eyes again? I had my head in my hands before the first <laughs> first whistle went. Um, it was just it was just one of those. It's, I, you know what? I I don't I don't have the answer, but I I do know that the the team has not responded in a way that you would expect a team to respond when a new manager comes in, and that is to play out their skins to get on the good yeah. side and to show that guy that whatever you've seen in the past, this is what I'm capable. of. I think of. that was the bare minimum we expected to happen, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Well, yeah. It did first twenty minutes at Watford. They were yeah, yeah they were good really, first really good. half. But I think, judging by his body language and by his tone of voice after the games, I think he expected that himself. Mm. The dead cat bounce, or whatever you want to call it, I think he was surprised by by the fact <coughs> that there wasn't that immediate reaction. Uh, but I'd like to hear from Andy now, because he's been away for two weeks, and this is the ideal situation for him to come back. Hey, when was your last pod? Uh, back when we last kept a clean sheet. I'm joking, of course. That was years ago. Uh, uh, my last pod would have been the, the last one before Christmas. So okay. prior to the Watford game, okay. after which we obviously did another pod, which I wasn't attending at, and no. then we've obviously had the Arsenal and Swansea games since then. I mean, to me, there's there's a number of issues. No, wait, so last time you were on the pod, Padre was still a manager. Yes, correct. You're welcome, guys. By the way, lovely. So how do you feel about everything? How do I feel about everything? <laughs> I mean, well, I, I think he's left the legacy of a completely disjointed but thin squad, a few marquee signings. A uh, complete dearth of any form of quality at fullback, an ageing defence, an ageing central midfield, and it seems scant organisation, no resilience. This team, how many times have they equalised late, relatively <coughs> late on, and then gone on to lose matches? And just a club that seems completely unharmonious. I mean, there's, you, you couldn't pinpoint a single sole cause or issue. There are so many causes behind the current malaise. And some of them go beyond just pure managerial decisions. Some of them pervade the the coaching side of things. Some of them pervade just the the makeup of that squad. Some of them probably even go all the way up to board level. But there are so many factors right now that it's pretty difficult to focus upon one and say, well, that's the most important. That's the key one. Podgy's left an absolute mess, but he was allowed to leave that mess. (coughs) And... Part of that mess is now the squad that he helped to, to cultivate. He and was to develop. allowed to make that mess as well. Yeah, but he was, well, yeah, quite. Yeah. You know, he was he was allowed to make that mess. And frankly, when there were opportunities to get rid of him earlier, as after that Swansea game, which mm. for me should have been the point at which yeah. you said, yeah, yeah. this is this is irredeemable, this yeah. is ir- irreparable." At that point, he should have gone, and he didn't. You know, there, there were points during the summer. If, if if you want to give him a stay of execution because of the FA Cup final, I can I can see that. That seems to make sense to me to to give someone a grace period, but don't extend their contract. Don't then give them the fifty million quid to spend, rather than thinking <clears throat> dispassionately about whether or not you might need a director of football or whether or not you might want to oversee where the investment goes. Don't don't give the guy who has has overseen a particularly bad run of form fifty million quid to spend, and that that, that squad now just looks appalling. And we played last night against a team in Swansea who, <coughs> admittedly, had had a lower recover, uh, had had a longer sorry recovery time, and, and that did hit us. But it's, of course, it's going to hit you if you are playing 
A midfield that has Joe Ledley, 29, Johan Gabay, 30, Jason Punchin, 30, James MacArthur, 29 regularly. And these guys are now competing against midfields that on average are a lot younger, Mm. a lot fitter, with a lot more explosive pace. Of course they're going to look knackered. And we've basically seen Pardew assemble a slightly older squad, bereft of any actual leaders now but without the energy or without the wherewithal to actually compete against high-energy Premier League football teams. We had an extra day before the Arsenal game as well, and that didn't help. We looked shell-shocked and shattered during the Arsenal game, and in fact the BBC had a very helpful table today that when it comes to games played in hours over Christmas, we were third from third. We, we had more of a rest than most teams, so that's not an excuse. Okay, so... so and but, and the, the thing that shocked me most, because I genuinely thought when I saw it had gone to one all last night, I thought, well, uh, great, it's a point. At the very least, we'll get as a point. I mm. couldn't believe that it, it went back to the old ways mm. that we conceded straight away. And that's a sign of a, a very deep malaise. And I think, but I do think, I genuinely think that this is rock bottom. I, I think this is a, as bad as it will get. And I think <clears throat> what Allardyce will do, the players he brings in, they probably won't be names that we'll be that excited about. But there'll be people that make the squad better, make the team better, give it more energy, more thrust, better defence. Because what Pardew did, quite clearly, was go for big big names, big players that he thought the fans would be happy about but more importantly mm. with hindsight they're not necessarily people that have improved the team despite what we thought they haven't fitted into the team particularly well the style we play but there are big names and Pardew wants to be associated with with big names so and as my son kept pointing out at the time it turned out that losing Balassi was was a mistake because we've, le- we've lost his energy yeah. we've lost his commitment we've lost his passion we've mm. lost that ability to do something that might not have an end result but gets everyone off their seats gets everyone excited and at the moment we look pedestrian we look scared and it, th- needs, it, it needs changing for, the, for their sake so I think he'll bring three or four players in I think there'll be younger players we need more than that to my mind <clears throat> well, frankly I, I also think he needs, we needs, it needs to change we, we spoke about this in the last pod it needs to change. The whole backroom staff needs okay, to change. It's got to change. It's all got to change. Yeah. There's too much dead wood there. There's, there, are, there are people in there that we know personally. I'm sure people listening to this pod will know some of the people that work at Palace. And they're all good people. I'm not dissing them as individuals. But as a general rule, it's got, it's got to go. It's got to change. It's got to change now. I mean, he's, he's got a little bit of a break now because we've got the FA Cup game, which nobody really bothered about, let's be honest. He's got to sort it out. He's got to get rid of everybody and got to bring his own people in and something's got to change because it's, otherwise it's just going to carry on it, week it, after week it, after week. It makes no sense if they bring a new manager in, but they're still surrounded by the coaches that they associate mm. with what's gone on before. It makes no difference. No, and it, it means he, it takes him a lot longer to communicate his ideas because he's not got people around mm. him that he's, he's used to. It's much harder to change the style of play because he's got to get the coaches to change their way of thinking first. So it doesn't make any sense. And it, you have to, you know, those players were part of the, those coaches were part of the problem. And I did some research today. <coughs> oh, mm-hmm. thank you very much. Uh, we have the seventh highest average age in the Premier League, which is probably not that awful. Mm. But in terms of players we sign, on average, only Middlesbrough and Watford sign players of a higher average age. Wow. And I think that's, you know, there were a few years ago, the club made these noises about how the, how we would only go for yeah. players who would have resale value, mm-hmm. players who had you know future potential, etc. How many of the recent signings could we honestly say have genuine future potential, and that, that we're not signing just on the basis of the, the big name thing that we're talking about there, but rather who they are in the future? We, we balked at the potential fee for Iorfa from if that's how you pronounce his name from Wolves, from, yeah. the young centre back. And yet we went and spent 13 million quid on Andros Townsend, who was flattered to deceive throughout his entire career, other than a purple patch of six months at, at Newcastle. And the, the, the thing about the older players is one of the reasons that Pulis and Parrish fell out in the first place was that the players Pulis wanted to bring in were 
29, 30, 31. And they didn't want to pay for players that age. He wanted younger players with a sell-on value. Mm. And yet he's allowed it to carry on happening. So do you, that, that, that comes to a point, Kev, which a lot of people were talking about last night and I've read today on social media, is one of the problems, the relationship that Parrish and Pardew had. I'm... I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, we can, we, you know, we can be honest here. Yeah, we can. I'm reluctant to criticise. I'm not. It's, it's, Steve I'm, I'm not saying yes, it's a criticism. Well, it it's is. Criticism. Yeah, but it, well, but yes, it slightly. is. It has to. There's something wrong at all levels of the club. There's yeah, no, there's yeah, no course, doubt. Yeah, there's no yeah. doubt about that. And that, that we're not that professional as a club. We've talked about that on, on recent pods. Yeah. <laughs> Season tickets not working on day one. You know, yeah. People's pints not being ready. You know, these they're all trivial, but they all yeah, no, they, they yeah, all add up. Yeah. We're not professional. We don't seem to be a professional club at, at every level, and it doesn't seem. But that that's changing. But we've, yeah. we've often found that amusing, Kev, because we've been yeah, doing all right. Yeah, we like the fact that we like the fact that we're the yeah. indie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, the, the indie version of the Premier League, and we, we like that. But when it comes down to the fact that we can't even write a decent tune, pretty much, you know, to, to continue my crap analogy, mm. do you know what I mean? It's just like, well, I don't care how good you look. I don't care how ramshackle you are. You've got to pull a few results out. I mean, I don't know if it's cause and effect, but things have changed since the American since the American investment, and I don't know whether. One thing has has made that happen, over a sheer coincidence. But it's changed the attitude and the tone of the club, without a doubt. It's it's Steve Parrish has been very defensive. He's gone from a man who would happily chat on social media if he was spoken too politely to mm. somebody who's really defensive and really quite aggressive on social media. <laughs> Steve Browett has taken a complete back seat, which is a shame because he was a, a proper ambassador to, to the fans. Mm. There isn't the same atmosphere about the club. From top to bottom, or from the fans, the media are not—you know—we're not popular with the media anymore in terms of all those articles about the atmosphere, etc., etc. And yes, there are, it's come from somewhere, but I don't know. And Parish and Pardew's relationship was an issue, without a doubt. Of course, it was. It's an issue. I'm not, I'm not saying that's the main reason, but no. all these, as you say, all the little things. It all. Yeah. It's. I think one of the th- have, have the dust has not quite settled from last night's performance and from the months leading up to it. But I think one thing that we've all realise that, as as Andy was just saying just now, it's not one thing. It's so many different things. Mm. There's all these little things that in, individually you can just brush to one side. But all of a sudden, when all those lines <coughs> collide, all those stars collide, then you get the big bang, and that's what's happened. And you know, and as you said earlier on, it feels like we're at rock bottom right now. We're not literally at rock bottom of the league, but as a club right now, it feels like we're at rock bottom. Well, there's a really good article in the New York Times this week about Conte at Chelsea. And effectively saying he's not done anything hugely revelatory or revolutionary in terms of any single decision, but he's made a hundred little things better. Mm, And Palace are almost the the mirror image of that. There Mm. seems to have been a hundred different things that have been made marginally worse. It just contributed to this perfect storm at the moment of stuff going wrong. Well, if that's the case, then how it's quite difficult to really blame anyone then, isn't it? Because if it is lots of little things going on at the same time. Even simple things like, there was an article in Les Keep, French sports newspaper, uh, they got in touch with me because he wanted to write an article about the famous Palace atmosphere and in, in, in the course of the interview with me he just went it's going to be really difficult because the two games I've been to uh, it's no different to any other any other game yeah. but the big in, you know, the interview that Steve Parrish gave of him he just wanted to talk about the circumstances in which he might sell the naming rights to the stadium which is like at a time when things aren't going well yeah. on the pitch don't start talking about selling the naming rights no. to the stadium because that's the sort of thing that we take Really seriously, the kit, you know, the kit turned out to be a big issue, and, and it shouldn't make a difference. But it is the sort of thing that, again, another tiny little difference. Yeah, somebody should yeah. say it's not a palace kit, and it does make a difference. It's just a one percent difference in terms of the support. It's not a palace, and all these little things. 
do add up. But essentially, I think it's going to take Allardyce some time <coughs> to to undo the damage that's been done to the players' morale, to the players' confidence. You know what happened to Scott Dan, a player that we we were all indignant about, wasn't near the England squad, has suddenly turned into a. a yeah, and he's an experienced player. He shouldn't be falling apart. Yeah, know? but he doesn't look like a natural leader. And Pardew again has, has well, I know he's now gone, and I'm, I'm low to sort of talk about it ad nauseum. But he's he's yet again had instances where he's shown the dressing room of the big characters and of yeah. the leaders. And yeah. you then end up with Scott Dan doesn't look to I, I would say most reasonable and objective fans like a natural leader on the pitch. And he seems to be struggling in that role. But that shouldn't affect the way. I suppose it would affect if he feels he's got a responsibility to lead. Then maybe it would affect the way he plays. But again, I'm fairly convinced that Pardew got rid of the leaders, the big players, because it helps him to be the alpha male in the in the dressing room. Possibly. Yeah. And if he's bringing in people like Ben Teke, of course they look up to Pardew because he's brought them in and he's paying them a lot of money. So it is it's a, it is a combination of things. But I do think it will. I do think it will improve. I do think we will probably not be in the FA Cup. After the Saturday, and I don't think many of us will mind. I think by the time we get to play West Ham, we will have two or three new players in the in the team. Based and on past record, he'll play an absolute <coughs> second string as well. I, yeah. I think he probably will up there. Yeah, I don't think it bothers him. He's I wouldn't be if starts, for example. No. Does it bother you? Yeah. Guys, like given current circumstances, does it bother you guys? Then if we don't go for the cup, no, 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 no. Obviously, I want Palace to win every game, but I, and it, it's hard to say. It's impossible to say last year whether it affected our league form, but. It's highly unlikely we'll get to the final, so let's not worry about it. Let's get it over and done with now. Quick, short, sharp, surgical blow and, and move on. And I think I think clearly Allardyce, as he said himself last night, he doesn't know his players yet, despite the fact he's supposed to have done this dossier for the Americans, but it's quite clear he doesn't know the players very well. I think it's quite clear from what he's saying that we do need some energy, some youth. Certainly the fitness will improve. That might take two or three weeks before it does. But it well, is that one of the will. main issues? I had that written down as a note because the fitness seems fitness. incredibly poor, doesn't it? And we yeah, seem really way bad. behind everyone. Swansea, end the of worst the, team in the league. End of the first half at Arsenal, we looked. And my New Year's resolution is to watch away games like a grown-up on TV, which I do. <laughs> fucking purgatory. It's horrible, isn't it? remember why I don't do it. But at the end of the first half, we looked exhausted. And the, the pundits all mentioned it. We looked punch drunk. We looked, mm. and and that wasn't that was as far from a Palace performance as we've seen in the Premier League, even under Holloway and Warnock. Mm. The lack of fight in the first half, the lack of ability to, against Arsenal to be able to react to what was happening, the simple fact that they couldn't deal with the two fullbacks of Arsenal, uh, just pushing us back all the time. Yeah. The lack of passing, the lack of effort from Benteke. But how long does it take to sort fitness out? Because that could take a while. That's not an overnight thing. Well, it, it could take a while. And the fact is, that initially, it might it might do more harm than good for a couple of weeks while they're exhausted while they're working. But we've got two weeks, or nearly two weeks, to the next the next game, and then we have got West Ham and Everton are quite tricky games. But then we have got six winnable games. Mm. Uh, well, Swansea, <laughs> I know, but, but, but I, I think it's slightly different now. The other thing about Swansea last night, of course, is that they might be short of confidence, but no one's worried about coming to Sellers Park anymore. No, no, not at all. Not no. one bit. No one. And even, that, yeah. even with sound, they would have watched the Arsenal game and gone, they're, they're there for the taking. I think you've got to go further yeah. now. I think clubs are now positively looking Look forward, forward to it. Yeah, that's Sellers a good Park. point. Yeah, good point. But then, okay, but then I guess that's sort of cause and effect of the team not winning and playing badly on the pitch, because you could, in a way, say, okay, well, maybe the fans have a share of the blame because the atmosphere isn't like isn't like it was but is that maybe just a reflection of the fact that it's all yeah, a bit kind of meh on the pitch I don't think 
I know you, there are people who say, well, the fans are happy to take the credit. You know, when BBC are doing football focus specials on them, they're happy to take the credit. And so they should be happy to take the blame. There are no circumstances in football in which the fans can take can take the blame. How can you expect fans to turn up, as James said, week after week at Sellers Park, pretty much knowing we're going to lose? Mm. How can you expect them after... So Ed said last night within five minutes you knew it was going to be another performance where we weren't going to win or we're going to struggle for a draw which is why Allardyce I thought Allardyce was just being diplomatic in the papers in the morning saying don't expect too much but clearly he looked at the team and thought we're going to struggle here I was, I was surprised it's a, good, it's a good team I was surprised one thing I did one thing I did surprise one thing I did surprise last night is that Allardyce didn't really leave the dugout for about 30 minutes last night even, maybe even longer I don't know if any of you noticed that he didn't against Watford no. hardly just at all just didn't get out and I don't know and I know managers have their own ways but for me if you're on the pitch and you look over and you see a manager shouting and bawling and getting involved you know we all look at the likes of Klopp and Conte yeah. and we, we all want we all, used to do that a lot used to it as well and, you, and you, you, you love seeing that I don't know I'm not, I'm, maybe I'm just picking holes but it just seemed or maybe it's just saying this isn't my team yet I'm just I looking at it yeah. I'm I working out I think that's what it is I yeah. think to me that looked like a man who felt that he couldn't shout at them yeah possibly he felt right, that yeah. the confidence was too fragile I think he's yeah. a, that's a man who's looking at the players he's got who's oh. deciding who he's going to bring in where he needs to bring in and in the meantime he doesn't want to alienate any of them or, or distress them and it mm, sounds fair. a bit odd because they're not talking about five year olds but I think that's what it, mm, that's no, what it right. was I think probably we all right. expect to see him shouting and bawling but against Watford loads of people watched around here everyone said how passive he looked but that's because we were playing quite well and won them up and then his comments after the games have been quite you know, calm and, and measured and I think he is taking stock and I think you'll, I agree, you'll, see, yeah, that. I you'll see that when he's got his own players in he's only a week into the job isn't yeah. he so. yeah. and the fact is that most of his he, he nearly always wins his first or second game of his new jobs but then there is a period where they don't do that well so it, it might take some time but if ever you'd rather he was with us you know, if Hull if Hull were bringing him in you'd worry uh, you know, yeah, if Swansea had brought him in, I'd worry. So he'd rather he was with us. Yeah, but I do think he needs the chance to bring his own people in. Well, he he has got a chance yeah. now, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how much money he's going to get given, but I've got well, to take exception to JD's point that we're a good team. I think all evidence points to us not being a good team. There are a couple of good individuals. But, there. Can I add a caveat on on paper? Because it is no, a, no, it's a good no, squad. The is that we were always we were, we were the best squad we've got for ages. But we were a decent team that that period before that ended with the Everton game before the second international break when we won. I mean three hmm. and drew with them and we looked we looked a decent team then we did against Everton away we deserved to win. We were playing <laughs> half decent football. The defence looked all and that's why. That's what makes me wonder what happened for, for this catastrophic change to something's happened, hasn't it? Something's happened happen. behind the scenes. Which is not a gradual deterioration. It's just right, yeah. right from back from the West Ham game, mm-hmm. from the very first minute we were on the back foot against West Ham. Benteke's penalty was the penalty of a man who didn't give a, a, a monkey. So we didn't. We haven't looked like. A, we just haven't looked like the same group of people. Which is why I'm convinced that something's happened on top of the gradual malaise. And it's because we were a decent team. We were. Yeah. We were talking about us being the best of the rest, mm. like West Brom are now and arguably we still have got the best squad we've ever had in the Premier League and that's why it's so mystifying but that's also the thing that gives me confidence that adding a few players to that because they I mean they just need freshening up full stop the whole, we, we know the squad the whole thing is freshening up, up yeah but I, that's why I've got the confidence that I think this is probably I know it's tempting fate as a Palace fan to say this is as bad as it's going to be I think we're beyond tempting fate I, think, <laughs> I, I do think and the fact is we're not in the we're not in the bottom three yet our goal difference is, is, is good I think there are probably we are one of the six teams that could go down, which gives us a 50-50 chance of of staying up. 
I think there are teams that are worse than us. And yeah. I think I think Undoubtedly. I think last night's performance, if there is a consolation, it's that it's Parish and the Americans will realise that they've got to give Allardyce exactly the money he wants to get the players, and they've got to be bought in now as well. That's the thing. Yeah. Now rather than on the thirty first of January. Yeah. And I th- I think he knows. I think he's got a fair idea of the players he will want to bring in already. I think he'll have had that idea before he took the job. And I think Parish just has to basically sort of admit that things have gone awry and just spend as much money as you can on rectifying it. We have at least got the money, mm-hmm. so we're told. I was going to let you come back in because I interrupted you and you were saying that my point was poor. Well, no, I just think that it's it's turned into such a dysfunctional team that I find it difficult to sustain the argument that it's a mm. good team anymore. You look at it and two, three years ago, people would have been absolutely delighted in most teams in the Premier League to have Kabai or mm. Benteke in their squad and perhaps for the six months that Townsend was performing at Newcastle, we've been happy to have him in their squad and Zaha's been playing really, really well. But other than that, you look at it, I mean, the thing that struck me with their winning goals, if you watch the, the camera angle from the side of the pitch, the f- absolute state of that defensive line <laughs> yeah, is, Kelly, Kelly is, well. is beyond yeah. belief and that... You know, I, I know that teams can get that wrong, but we get that stuff wrong so consistently that this is not a bunch of players who are functioning as a unit. Mm-hmm. Whether as you know, whether you want to even look at individual components of it and look at the defence in isolation or the midfield in isolation or the attacking three or all three in conjunction, none of those components of that team at the moment function well together. So even though there are some individuals that the likes of Hull or West Brom might go, yeah, I really like him in my squad. I don't think you can say at the moment it's a good team. It, it played well in very small spells at the very start of this season. It played very well in, or it, it, it got good results under under Pardew the first half of last season. But ultimately, the, the more prolonged periods and, and the norm has been for it to be a poor set of performances and a poor set of results and a team that doesn't look particularly functional than vice versa. The first half hour against Watford, Townsend, we all said, there, there we go, yeah. Townsend's yeah, yeah, back. Kabai played a bit further forward, the goal was really, really well taken. Mm-hmm. But and then, but as soon as Benteke missed the penalty, you could see them, the, the shoulders go. I mean, mm. yeah, we've talked about the fact that Gomez shouldn't have been on the pitch, that's neither here nor there. But you could see them drop. And the fact is, Delaney, I was really surprised when Delaney gave the penalty away, he looked like somebody who didn't give a toss, basically. And that the penalty against Watford. I mean, that was irresponsible. From it was bad defending from Delaney. He'd already been warned by Clattenburg, mm-hmm. and you could see they were just so deflated after that, that goal went in. Mm-hmm. And again, the fitness at the end of that game looked really suspect. So, can can I? And, and when you're not fit, you make mistakes. Your concentration yeah. goes. That's. I mean, that's exactly what's happening. Hennessy's can... been a, a plus point. Sorry to, to say this to Andy, but oh, I think he, he wasn't last night. Well, he wasn't how much prosecco have you had? <laughs> that's a fair point. Yeah, he wasn't last night. He was a well, no, he, he looks okay as all poor goalkeepers do in a defeat <laughs> at a top four sides because he had quite a few saves to make. Yeah. Other than that, I just still don't think he's been particularly good. But then again, apparently I've got an axe to grind on that one. Grind away. Can we quickly? This seems like it's the same theme every week, but uh, more. Props to Wilf Saha because again, brilliant goal. Yeah, playing very well. Our only, our only player, I guess, that's playing very well. And I've got some interesting stats he as well. He did come out in the second half and felt he, he, he felt as though it's a, <coughs> one of the times when he felt watching him and he really wanted. He was trying so hard that second half. Yeah, to 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 get some life into that team. 
and and the joy on his face of scoring that goal. I know it was a, I know it was an amazing goal. It was a wonder goal. It wasn't lucky like Giroud's goal the other day, which was lucky by the way. It was very lucky. Good I don't, move. Don't, yeah, it good move. Whatever. It was a lucky goal. Was a lucky goal. Um, his was a very well taken. <laughs> it was well taken from a shocking cross by Kelly. It wasn't a great cross. He almost he almost had to go back. He always had to walk backwards. Anyway. It's just the joy on his face was just like, and it wasn't just the joy of him scoring a great goal. It was the joy of getting the team back into it. Mm. Yeah, and that's what I really felt. As like it was a joy for the team rather than an individual joy, and then he just fell apart after that. And also, I mean, you know, we talk about Wilf going forward, but we have talked about his improvement defensively this season. And I saw someone on Twitter, Devon Mendenhall. Oh, hi, Devon. Hi, Devon. Tweeted us a, a table of total tackles this season. Wilf is, Wilf is fourth in the Premier League. I think it's I think us. it's potentially midfielders, I'm oh, not okay. sure. But anyway. Out of four. Uh, with forty seven and I think I think it's midfielders or attackers. What um, Palace are in the Premier League? In the Premier League. Oh okay, that's oh, And yeah. tackles per game two point five, which is ninth. So he's He's definitely improving on that area, isn't he? He's putting, yeah, he's well, getting to a rounded sort of game. As the song goes, he's just too good for us, isn't he? Yeah, basically. <laughs> but it's, and the fact is, the way our luck's going, the chances are he will get, he'll come back injured from. I mean, I hope he has a really good tournament. But and, and we talked about him getting frustrated in that Arsenal game. He looked, he looked angry. It wasn't just the fact he wasn't getting much from the ref. It's just like he wasn't getting much from the other, the rest of the team. Yeah. And how one of the, the mirror said Ben Teke was a constant threat to Arsenal all the way through. It was just like it, he was just it disappeared. Yeah. Even the one decent cross that was put in right at the start of the second half when he could have that, that was just a, such a lame finish for a man who's we've seen prove his worth oh, yeah, in the end this, this season. Yeah. So he's clearly a player that's not happy, possibly because Pardew's gone and he's been praised by it. But he's he's in the running for becoming one of our least effective buys ever at the moment. Certainly for the money we spent on him. Um, okay, well, the Prosecco's run dry, so let's have a break. This bottle has. <laughs> oh, oh. Let's have a little break there um, for a refresher. And uh, in part two, we've got questions uh, from our listeners. Welcome back to the 200th podcast of FYP Podcast. <laughs> that was flawless. The you had judge- one thing to do. Expertly timed. Uh, second bottle of Prosecco oh, is. There's plenty of Prosecco, open. by the way. There's about four crates of it. It's the cup final Prosecco. I, <laughs> uh, I laid it down specially. Which cup final? The Zenith Day. There's 12 bottles the of brown ale. There's, yeah, there's 12 bottles of brown ale left from the Zenith Day. Okay, we have. So many questions. Oh, We've had oh, sponsored I know sponsored by, by the way. Oh, yeah. We are sponsored, question. of course, by Vector Printing for your print and embroidery needs. We've only had 199 don't podcasts. Talk over right. them. No, don't talk over the sponsors. We didn't have sponsors in the first one. No, he didn't. No, we didn't. No, we had a free bottle of beer. Uh, we are sponsored by Vector Printing for all your print and embroidery, all your print and embroidery needs. Go to Vector. <laughs> Vector.co.uk and that's Vector with a and JCIS the global oh my god seriously JCIS the global research and JCIS the global research and brand consultancy from South London visit jcrvnice.com John won't mind just drinking over his nah he won't mind at all can I just say I saw JCIS last night after the game and um Looking very respectful in his Peaky Blinders hat. Yeah, it's a good hat. Yeah, good hat. It's a great good hat. hat. Very angry. Very angry. You know those cartoons where they have the Peaky Blinders. 
no, John's very okay. angry. Well, you know, you, you, you know when they have like, you know when they have like smoke coming out of your ears when you're really angry. That was yeah. him last night. No, this is steam. Very, so cold. very, very blue language. Mm. Which I can't repeat. It's unsurprising in the circumstances. Yeah. Okay, we have had loads of questions from our listeners. The first, well, it's not really a question, it's kind of a statement. From so it's not, we haven't got a lot of mm. questions. Lot of we've, had, we've had so many questions, it's the most we've ever had for a podcast ever. Oh, so really? thank you to everyone. We can't read them all out, obviously. More than in podcast three. We, yeah, well, we you used, used to make, used them, to make up, them up. The first, I was horrified to find that. I know, I've, it's really on, not right. We've got to crack on with them. <laughs> the first in football. The first terrible. one is from Aaron Thundo. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Aaron. He's just put the crying emoji twenty-one times. Ooh. Why twenty-one? Well, I've just done load, loads of crying emojis. Couldn't fit two hundred in. So, Fair enough. Uh, so you can't say crack on with the questions because we've got loads to get through. And just read our list of emojis. Good point, Ed. It's twenty sixteen. No, it's not. It's twenty seventeen. Um, the next Holy question shit. is <laughs> my crikey. right. We, this oh one is a question. Geez. How does he get two hundred of thought, these on it? I thought that was quite apt. You know, crying emojis. It wasn't. Not even he doesn't know what date it is. He doesn't know what year it is. Okay. Wow. Right. The next. The first. Mark question. Chesham, they might not have got to two thousand seventeen yet. <laughs> <laughs> The first Maybe question. 18, Still burning witches. The f- okay, we do actually have a question, and it is from Wishcoin. Hi, Wish. Hi, Wish. Oh, hi, Wish. Wishcoin. It said, "Why are you seemingly willing to ignore the moral implications in brackets over his entire track record of the Allardyce appointment?" We didn't really sort of cover Allardyce no, much. That's a fair point. So fair point. It's a fair point. Uh, I, I will take this question on the uh, pious moral sanctimony of that particular uh, questioner. It wasn't found. Uh, there was no evidence of any form of wrongdoing in the Telegraph's recent investigation, firstly. Secondly, if you're going to level any form of accusation at Allardyce, you probably need to look at whether or not you're being consistent with other previous managers whose names shall remain undisclosed and redacted for the purposes of this particular uh, passage. Secondly, if you even want to go back to the Panorama investigation of 2006, subsequent report on that was more about conflicts of interest and then perhaps not acting in the best interests of Bolton Wanderers than any form of endemic corruption. Never been found guilty of any form of corruption offence. Never been charged for any form of corruption offence. So all you've basically got is a bit of a stench coming away from this Telegraph article recently and the amount of moral indignation that there was on social media that surrounded it. Mm. I don't particularly like Sam Allardyce. He's not a particularly likeable chap. He's fairly arrogant and, and not, you know, the sort of person who endears himself to a lot of people. Ooh, sounds like a former palace manager. Well, quite. But but for people to get on their moral high horses about something where there has been no form of, of wrongdoing found just seems absolutely preposterous to me. And I think on a practical level, we probably got in for cheaper than we would have done anyway. Probably. Because yeah. he felt he needed to get back into Premier League football. And the fact is... He is quite a nice fella, actually. He's he's a decent enough bloke. He likes musical theatre. I don't know whether that helps. <laughs> no, oh, that makes me like, that makes me like he, him more. He is much more approachable than, than Pardew was. He's got much more of a sense of humour than Pardew is. He's more of a realist. I do. I understand there are a lot of Palace fans who are uneasy about his yeah. appointment, and I, I understand that, and it does look like we've... You know, it doesn't. We can't occupy any moral high ground. But the, the trouble is with football is it's a wash of money and it's a wash of people who want more of it. And there isn't a manager in this country that if you didn't dig deep enough, you'll find some yeah. way of disapproving of their behaviour. Same with players. The same. But with if, a lot you, of if you look at the allegations no, that led to him losing, losing the job with England, yeah. All if, the, if he'd been the, a club manager, he wouldn't have lost. All the job. there was within so that, that story was yeah. the fact yeah. that he hadn't immediately said no to yeah. a speaking engagement in the Far yeah. East. 
and admittedly perhaps should be focusing on the job rather than taking on third party interests of any sort but not strictly prohibited from someone in that particular role and secondly offered a bit of advice on what you could or could not maybe do under the regulations which albeit naive and from a PR perspective doesn't look great is again nothing that but supports that's, 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 do, the for reason, that's the reason he lost his job is because he gave advice on how to get around FA regulations but or no he didn't, even, even, didn't even do that he just said it's possible it's, it's to do possible, so yeah, but that's why the FA felt they had to, to sack him if he'd been a club manager he wouldn't have been sacked for saying those things because all he pretty much doing was touting for was touting for business so but also I mean uh, it's interesting Andy giving us sort of the legal uh, implications of it and, and the outline but the question was the moral implications well what moral implications what, what moral implications we, we, we recently had a manager who kept us in the Premier League but who was found liable for fraudulent misrepresentation we had another recent manager who was named by the uh, Parliament, Parliamentary Select Committee as having been implicated in corruption of some sort we had Terry Venables as manager twice <laughs> yeah fair point <laughs> Are we all of a sudden going to pretend that we are morally whiter than white as a, as a football club? And, and who, de- who defines what the moral parameters of this particular judgment are? Also, I know it's not it's not comparable at all. But do you remember when we didn't get Malky Mackay after all that stuff came out, and everyone was saying, "Wasn't it nice that Palace were kind of take on the moral high ground and stuff?" And I know it's not comparable cases, but you know we got commended for that. I think mean, I don't think any football club could take any moral high ground because <laughs> they're all corrupt. Certainly, they're certainly not going to take that moral high ground when. When uh, is it legally right for him to say they're all corrupt? Well, all ninety-two of them didn't identify any. Yeah, of them yeah exactly, exactly. Probably not ideal. Identified ninety-two. Well, you know what I mean. No, no. It's, yeah, when it's you're, fine. you could have, and it's just, it sounds cynical. You can, you can adopt the moral high ground when you're eighth in the table, really. And we remember when Simon Jordan. We all praised Simon Jordan for refusing to pay Cahill's agents' fees. Tim Cahill, which is why Tim Cahill didn't come to pass, and we got relegated. And at the end of that season, we all said, "Why didn't you just pay the agents' fees, and we might have stayed up?" But again, that just shows the, the sanctimony of some football fans. Yeah. Footballers need representation. They're not going to have no agents, and then all of a sudden, people are whinging because those agents who are providing service to those players want to be paid. Funny that none of us would want to do our jobs for free either. At least Wayne Hennessy angry now, isn't he? They're <laughs> <laughs> quite seen like, The law really no, gets it's, it. It's, it's, it's just an absolute nonsense. I'm, I'm afraid it but really, you, really you is. Are, you are right, but I do think it's fair to reflect the fact that some. Some people are uneasy about. I know a certain Palace fan who is very, very uneasy about well, your it. Your dad is. My dad, yeah. yeah. And JD's it's team. considered not happy at all. Damage, really? but I, I, I imagine the due, the due diligence process that Palace undertook would have been very, very thorough to make yeah, sure there's no other things to come out. And the fact is, you know, in in the long run, it was a pointless exercise by the Telegraph, anyway, really, because all it revealed was that a man who don't, doesn't know that you can record things on a mobile phone. <laughs> who's very rich who drinks a pint get, of wine who tried yeah. to get who tried to get, to get more money, money. And that's uh, we should be fun. drinking pints of wine yeah. right now that's what we do I am that's why I keep nipping at <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. the, the one thing that they tried to entice him into doing in that sting which he refused point blank was accepting a, bu- a bung yeah, accepting yeah, yeah. a payment and he specifically and explicitly said no you can't pay a manager now you can't pay a player yeah. in relation to transfers etc etc so the one thing that you could perhaps, if you wanted to hang your hat on and say would be a potential yeah. instance of corruption, he explicitly refused. There isn't a club in the country that wouldn't have appointed him manager if they had the opportunity to do so. So there is no moral high ground to occupy from that point of view. And I'm not trying to be amoral about this. No, I'm, no, just I'm, I'm just saying that, that there is absolutely no yeah, basis yeah. upon yeah. which people want to hang their hats on on this yeah. one. Because if you look at actually what was alleged back in 2006 and what was actually found and what was alleged in the recent Telegraph thing, there's mm. just not a great deal of substance to mm. it. 
And I'm not saying that, you know, I'm never going to be one to completely exonerate someone and say that they absolutely have never done anything wrong at all and morally white to the mind. I don't know. I've not got a clue. But neither does anyone else. Yeah. And also, yeah, I mean, you made a good point as well, James. Like, it's it, it's football. It's an industry where it's just not like anything else, is it? It almost feels a bit like morals just aren't morals part go out of the window. It. With, I don't you know. Works in the music it's not, it's not like, like in the music business. <laughs> exactly. It's not ideal. It's not I ideal. It really is corrupt. I work in comedy. He's a lawyer. <laughs> That's fair. Point. The whole world. You know, I don't know. It's, 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 it's riddled with, with, with you know, you're a children's entertainer. We, we're living in a shockingly horrible. <laughs> I wish I was. Living in a shockingly horrible capitalist society, and everybody's just out for them. You know. it's Allardyce is no different than anybody else. Just that everybody's out for themselves ultimately in this world. And and he, as Andy said, he hasn't been caught doing anything wrong. He may have been slightly dodging, a little bit suspect, but aren't we all? I mean, we are. I mean, <laughs> and I, I don't. I mean, anybody who says they're not is lying. Fact. Okay. Good. I'm, a, I'm glad that. I'm glad that. Uh, who asked that question? Really? I'm professionally obliged <laughs> to say that I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's look, uh, wish coin. It's, it's a good question. I see you dodge around in the bar before. <laughs> That's the worst one. That's low. That's low, isn't it? That's low. Okay. Um, But no, it's a valid question. It's a valid question, and that has actually been an interesting uh, debate. Um, We've got loads of other questions about... It wasn't a debate, it was a rant. We haven't got time for them now. We've got, like... I want to sort of skim them. Loads of other Anodice-themed questions from Gareth... Hi Gareth. I just mentioned people that have tweeted. Gareth. 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 AJ Wright and Bright. Oh, hi AJ Wright. Lardy Dardum. We've all asked questions about about part about Allardyce. I'm going to pick out one from Jason Ryan. Hi Jason. Has has Sam got a probation period? Palace, and he's put because he's not fulfilling his obligations at Palace. I think it's a bit early to be saying that, but from yeah, the fans, a little bit. Uh, that hasn't said, but uh, it's early doors, isn't it? But is he going to get a probation period, or is he going to get a bit, maybe a bit of a sort of longer? Well, he'll have the January transfer window without a doubt, and he'll bring some in, and then I imagine he'll have a month after that. Well, he won't do with some uh, some of the fans who are quite ludicrously still pining for Alan Pardew, yeah. mm-hmm. and some of whom were singing his name in the Arthur Waite last night, which I just found preposterous. Yeah. Um, so amongst them, you know, he's never going to probably win them over, even if he wins games. But I, I suspect for the vast majority of fans, if the results come, hopefully they do. If well, the if results come, then, got, then he will start to change some of the opinion. You know, he had. We've gone from a manager who had very deep connections with the club to a manager who has no connections yeah. whatsoever. Who's you spoke for Millwall? Well, yeah, that's part of it. Was, was did Pardew replace Allardyce at Newcastle? Mm, possibly a manager in between but he's not somebody we've ever yeah, and the fact is I think the reaction the fans reaction to him is slightly modified by how he lost the England job and rumours about his style of football but nobody was that delighted when Pulis came in to be perfectly honest and certainly weren't delighted when Warnock came in Warnock never really got the fans on his side I don't think it will bother him it's whether he gets the players on his side which is the important thing yeah uh, does it feel like the fans are behind him? No. 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 Doesn't not feel like not does it, it doesn't, doesn't feel like the feel fans are behind the players, to be honest, at the moment. <laughs> it doesn't feel like... I was surprised because I thought it was a decent appointment and I said before it's quite clear the club must have been talking to him for it to be done that quickly, but I'm surprised by the lack of enthusiasm about his appointment, but I think that's just because we're as punch-drunk as the players are, basically. We kind of... Yeah. It's yeah, if, if Paul Clement, I doubt, I doubt if Swansea fans are that delighted about Paul Clement coming in. I doubt if Sunderland fans would be that delighted about what the next Paul Solly gets I mean, that job. Swansea and Hull fans, they've all taken Allardyce over. Yeah, of course they would. Absolutely. Anyone, absolutely. Of he'll do a job and he'll. You know, you know what the fans are like, they're really fickle. We win the next two or three games. If he brings some quality players in, one of whom scores in the first game 
or saves a penalty. You know. Yeah. Um, Pardew replaced Chris Hutton. By the way, didn't oh, okay, right, that was a couple right, of right. couple of years later. Um, we've oh, I've got so many questions. Um, Stop saying that. Just ask them. Just ask them. Mike Cooling. Hi, Mike. Mike. Says good evening, panel. Good evening, Mike. Good evening, Mike Cooling. Uh, in, injuries, confidence, or passion? Which one is affecting the team most, or well, is there another? I'm sick of people talking about passion. I'm going to have another rant on this as well. Got them. Well, we came away from last night, and apparently the only thing that was lacking in the team wasn't, you know, any form of tactical plan or uh, any form of fitness or a deep enough squad or a squad that knows how to play a certain way of football. It was just they weren't trying hard enough. And the idea that professional players, who are some of some of whom are paid three million quid a year, and will go into training every day and work hard and turn up at matches, is just the only thing lacking is a, a lack of passion or a lack of uh, effort. It just seems like such a weak get out. Well, is that not just like the sort of culture of British football? Yeah, entirely. That's yeah. kind of after, after every major tournament, everyone doesn't. No one ever criticizes the lack of technical ability in English players or the, their inability to play slow football against international teams or their inability to break teams down when teams sit back. It's always just oh, they didn't care enough. Well, it's, it's, it's just it just belies, It just shows a, a lack of. Logical thinking, but also really, the, the, the answers. The trouble is with the current climate, with the laws of the game and the way referees interpret them, it's much harder to show passion than it used to be because you're going to get sent off. Because most yeah. people, most people equate point. passion to physical contact, is what they equate passion to. And the fact yeah. is that football's not played like that anymore. For the better, for the better, most mostly, you know, Stuart Pearce had passion. You know, Mick Dennis had passion. Kevin Muscat had passion. They got stuck in and hurt people. There's a, there's a difference between commitment and and passion. I don't see any lack of commitment. Injuries haven't helped, but other teams get injuries. And the fact is, their squad wasn't deep enough, so that's our problem as well. Of course, confidence is a problem, but it's it's up to Allardyce to improve. I do these. think when people, I, I I agree with Street when, and I mentioned this to you earlier on, JD. It's just when people say that a footballer goes onto a pitch and doesn't have passion, that means to me that they don't want to win the game. Mm. And you tell me that any footballer goes onto a pitch and doesn't want to win the game, I don't believe that. Yeah, I actually don't believe because it's that. all they're trained to do. It's all they it's know. That's all they know. Yeah. They want to go. They go on there to win games, and they they want the adulation of the crowd. Yeah. They want the adulation of their fellow players. They don't go in there to make mistakes. They don't go in there to make a mistake. And the fact is, the manager will tell, don't. The don't. manager will tell players to rein it in anyway if they're too passionate, if they're over the top, if they yeah. get carried away. I don't personally. I don't judge a player by whether he kisses his badge at the end of a game or not. I don't. I just assume that they're professional and they want to win the game. Yeah. So, I don't think Johan Kabay had a particularly brilliant game last night, but when he he did show a little bit of passion, if you want to call it, a few times, it's just that his passion was slightly mistimed mm. <laughs> and gave away a few too many um, free kicks. But you know, but. He was running around a little bit. They were all they were trying in their own little way. There's just there was no cohesion to he it. He showed all. a bit of passion at the end, didn't he? Did you hear about this rumour that he had a bit of an altercation with a fan that had come down to berate him? No. Well, it was in the Daily Mail, so it must be true. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, brilliant. brilliant. Okay. Enough what, said. A ne- negative story about a French person in the Daily Mail. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Uh, right, moving on then. Next question is from Paul Cuthbert. Hi, Hi Paul. Hi, Paul. He says, if I put one pound in a jar every time I swear about Palace's performances, how quickly will my summer holiday be paid? Quite quickly. Depends where you're going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it does. No, that's yeah. a good point, yeah. That's a very good point. Uh, Next question. Okay. You could have got as far as Reykjavik <laughs> last night around here. <laughs> um, Richard Cummings. Hi, Richard. Hi, Richard. Hi, Richard. Says, how long should the club wait before sending out season ticket renewal applications? <laughs> <laughs> there were quite a few people trying to sell their season tickets yeah. last night. Someone left theirs, didn't there? There was a picture going on social media. Someone left theirs at Celeste. 
Well, I won't be getting one of the half weight next season, that's for certain. I can't, just can't be doing it. Well, you want to see the light show in its full glory? <laughs> no, I'd quite like to see my seat before 15 minutes after the kickoff time, basically, without having to get there half an hour before kickoff time. I'd quite like to be able to get a drink at the bar without having to breathe in for the whole. I know it makes me look fashionably slim, but it's. <laughs> fashionably slim? <laughs> Is, is it fashionable? The facilities are shocking there. So. Yeah, well, I mean, that leads on to a wider question of the investment in the stadium and when that's going to happen and stuff, but we haven't really got time to cover that. Uh, but are you assume that will be one of the things that we first kind of dealt with when they do start to upgrade the stadium? Well, I'd hope so. I don't, yeah, know, where well. gonna, I don't know where they're going to go. They can't go backwards. I don't know where they get the space from, but they need to sort something well, out. Well, no, no sort of planning application's gone in yet because I'm no. a real nerd who has <laughs> an alert set up for <laughs> Sellout Park planning <laughs> applications. So nothing's gone in. So do it's you obviously, really? Yeah, I actually do. So, so when there was a plan to... Uh, Excellent. I'm not even surprised. I love streets. I've also, I've also he got... Just, he just does all those nerdy things that we'd like to do but don't know how to do I just don't, yeah, I don't, don't want to do these. No, I don't, don't want like to do that. I've also got email alerts set up for Company's House so I know if either... CPFC Limited or CPFC 2010 Limited have filed anything. Wow. Oh, God. Wow. Wow. Top, top level nerd. And you live there. with a woman. Yeah. Oh, no. That's amazing. Do you uh, look at trains as well? She's very, very short-sighted. Oh. In a num- number of ways. <laughs> Gary Carter. Ouch. <laughs> Sorry. Ouch. That's very nice. Tonight, aren't I? Sorry, I'm only joking. Sorry. Um, no, Gary... you're not joking. I've seen your act. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 Hi, Gary. I haven't. <laughs> Gary, Gary Carter. Hi, Gary. Gary Carter. Says, um, how funny do you find it very. that Palace fans think Benteke is poor? Lump Back four, lump it up to him, forgetting that he has two feet to play with. Well, Allardyce made this point, didn't he, in his post-match comments that effectively... You're wasting him if he just put it into his head. And yeah. Didn't he say something like, I didn't, he said, no one told him to do that. So if someone, they lumped yeah. it up, who's telling him to do that? Indicating well, he obviously didn't, didn't tell him to. Um, I, if you say that's, that's what he said, then I, I believe you on that one. But I, all, all I saw in terms of the tweets was him saying, you know, he, he's going to react well if you put it into his chest and he can actually bring the ball down. But if you're just hoofing it up to him, what, what's the point in doing so? And effectively, if you're going to do that, you might as well have bloody Alan Lee up there. You know, yeah. if, there's no, if there's going to be no one closer and all you want is someone to win some flick-ons, yeah. Yeah. you could have any striker in there. He's, he's the sort of guy who does need genuine proper service into him. Well, also, I, think, he's not I, think, I think there yeah. might come a time when Allardyce finds a way to play two up front, yeah. whether that involves playing three at the back. But I think he'll, I think Benteke needs two up front. But I, think that, I think that's an interesting <laughs> question, but I think that it almost comes back to the passion thing. I think we all thought that we were getting a player in Benteke that could make something out of nothing that could do what Costa does or Ibrahimovic that could use his strength could use his power on the halfway line to, to win a 50-50 in surge we haven't seen him it, 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 we haven't seen him do any of that really we've seen him score a couple of really good headed goals we've seen him waste two penalties um, is he not that kind of player then when we're learning he's just maybe not that sort of player He's not getting no, he's not getting service either from the wings or to uh, properly from, from the back four or the midfield but having said that, he's also not <coughs> looking for the ball. He's not. A, he's not closing down. He's not doing the other stuff that players. There's a lot of players are asked to play up front on their own in in the Premier League when they're not suited to it. But the one thing they will do is the ugly things all the time. And he doesn't close down the centre backs. He doesn't. You know, Wickham's energy. Wickham's non-stop. Cameron Jerome was non-stop. You know, Cameron yeah, Jerome's yeah, not yeah, a ten yeah, percent yeah. of the player that Benteke is, but he never stopped. Mm. Fraser Campbell came on against Arsenal and covered more of the pitch in. 15 minutes and Benteke did in, in the, the first part of the game it's like again whether it's confidence he doesn't look like a player who's that, who's that bothered basically he looks like a player who was brought in by Pardew and told that he didn't have to do anything other than 
put the ball in the back of the net and everybody else will do the work for him. Which he has still done for us, hasn't he? He's still scored. Yeah, he has. But it's an interesting point. I'm not entirely sure. Well, there's two other Benteke questions that I'll just chuck in. One from Pasta Pocket. Pasta. What a name. (laughs) It says, Benteke as a lone striker isn't working. That's true. Where do we go from here? And as a... And well, Crystal Palace as a football team isn't working. Let me just chuck in one more. Max Matthews Hi, Max. says, does Fraser Campbell warrant more game time, possibly over Benteke, on current form? Well, uh, t- t- no, if the, answer, if the answer to the question is Fraser Campbell, then <laughs> we're in a pile of state. And the trouble is, again, Fraser Campbell never puts anything less than a shift in when he comes on. But not a Cameron Jones, but if we want to improve as a, as a squad... These are players that shouldn't be at Palace, to be perfectly honest. And isn't Fraser Campbell isn't going to score you 50. If Fraser Campbell started every game, he's not going to score 15 goals in the Premier League, nor is Conor Wickham at the moment, whether they start. The, and that's that's the problem. The least you expect from them is they put the effort in that we're not visibly seeing Benteke make. I think it's a very good point. That I don't think Benteke has ever been cut out for a lone striker. He never played as a lone striker for Liverpool. He looks ideal I'm not going to say Dwight Gales I don't think Dwight Gales score goals in the Premier League but he looks like he needs somebody to play off him or he needs a midfield to be much closer to him than they are and I do feel sorry for him to an extent because he looked like Glenn Murray used to look like him at times just, you know, under three minutes labouring on his own watching the ball come towards mm. him and being expected to do stuff with it but having said that he's not as I say he's not doing the other part of the game and I, I do think he will end up with a partner up front whether that's Remy or whether it's Oh yeah, Remy coming back in. Yeah. But I mean, Murray used to still. We used to say about how clever Murray was that he might not have the pace, but he was clever at winning free kicks. Hold up, play, play, free and he was yeah. still doing more up front than than Benteke. Well, it's into Gary Neville in the first half. Uh, did his nut about Benteke pretty much for the whole of the first half. Well, that's because he's played for Liverpool. Well, possibly, but if right, you know, right from Benteke's first jump, and they sl- they showed it in slow motion about three times. He just went, "Where's he? What's he jumping for there? He's not jumping for the ball. He's jumping for effect." He's nowhere near the ball, and all the way through, he kept saying, "Why is it, well, the centre back? He's not. A, he's not backing into the centre back. He's not. He's jumping upwards all the time rather than towards the ball." Right. And it's and all, all quite interesting analysis, spoiled by the fact it came from that weasel. But it's, it's <laughs> quite. They are good. They are good points, and it's yeah. like, it's not. But it is not. Yeah. Work, it's clearly not working. No, it's not is working. It? No, it's absolutely not working. not working. No. Okay. And um, I think if Wickham had been fit, you'd you'd certainly. I wouldn't want Fraser Campbell to replace Pintecki. If Wickham had been fit, I'd absolutely say Wickham should start ahead of. Benteke and I think or, or def- yeah, I mean, possibly. Wickham's probably the most significant injury we've had partly because Swansea scored two goals in the injury time that was added on for him being oh, yeah. Yeah, did, taken yeah. off yeah um, ok we've got a lot of questions on transfers he hasn't mentioned that has he <laughs> <laughs> particularly on a current theme from Matthew Fielding hi Matthew, hi, Matthew. Um, Simon Callow oh, hi, Simon. hi Simon Spolucci Jongle I went Whoa. to the same primary school as Simon Callow did you? really? St Andrews in Stratham yeah. and Kellywigston did, did you go to the same primary school as Spolucci Jongle? I don't know That's I'm assuming a username <laughs> assuming they've I don't remember all, a kid called Spolucci they've all <laughs> well you, mean, you would do nine. you would didn't you they've all all their questions around similar theme including from Martin Patrick hi Martin who hi, says would it be completely ludicrous to suggest... Whoa, whoa, if this is Jedinak... That we should try and sign Jedi back from on. Villa. Move on. It's a, it's a valid point, isn't it? It's we, not a valid we point miss at all. I think, no, I think He's one of the worst no, we transfers miss, out of the club in recent years. I, I, I agree with that, but getting him back isn't the answer. I mean, I, I, there is a... Somebody tweeted, there's a certain... Fix, Jedinak's become a sort of symbol for everything that went wrong at Palace, and that... Pardew, Pardew's reasons for selling, for what I understand, were were not footballing reasons, 
and it it's proved to be a terrible error selling him, and we have missed him. We've missed his presence around the thing, but bringing him back it's a real admission of failure really and he's still yeah. he's still a championship player and he's not he's not going to turn things around straight away partly you know, Allardyce will have his own targets and I don't think bringing he hasn't done a brilliant job at Villa Villa fans not particularly in love of him as much as I'd like to see him back he's not the answer he's definitely I mean we've definitely uh, I don't definitely think enough. I don't think selling him was the problem I think not replacing him was the problem okay. fair, yeah, yeah, fair selling yeah, him fair I think point. was absolutely fine at the time we all said he, yeah. you know we all thought it was one season overdue anyway yeah. let's be honest he, he took a lot of criticism didn't he? he took on a this lot of criticism on this I've got a lot of time for Jedi as you all know you know I like the guy we get on very well we really you get on well with it you him and I stand by this and I will argue the point with anybody I think it was the right time to sell him I think we did the right thing to sell him the problem is we didn't replace him and that's the problem yeah I agree yeah, the, 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 there's, there's, no the, one there's like more him. than one Jedi out there hello there's no one like him in the current squad is there well, no, oh, no, no, exactly that's, that's my point I, I, yeah. no I agree I'm agreeing with you yeah, but we need to move on, frankly. Not exactly. just I'm tired question, of people tweeting about people, flipping Jedi. People were singing his name at the game last night. Yeah, ridiculous. He, he, he does. He is a say. He is a symbol of what went wrong. And the fact is, I do think the squad were affected by the way Pardew, the way Pardew stripped him of the captaincy before he sold him was was, <coughs> was outrageous. Yeah, he's treating, a, he's treating a, a player who, in a short time, became a club legend. Treated him very shabbily, publicly humiliated him. Mm. From what I can understand, the players were very. Affected by him, him going, and it clearly, Jednak's dismissal was it's definitely uh, a factor. Yes. In in what's happened to Palace, but getting him back isn't going to isn't going to fix it. Simple as that. And I don't think Allardyce is the sort of manager who's going to do that just purely to make us happy. And it also takes another you know, place away in the squad. So Allardyce will know who he wants. And again, the other thing is we've all talked earlier on about the average age of the squad. We need younger, fitter players. We need, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, we were talking earlier on about there's something in, there's something wrong within the club, you know. Yeah. And we're talking. Let's let's well, for one more think about Mandanda, right? Okay, there we are. There's now next right, question. your next question. Okay, yeah. now, there we are. There's there's rumours now that he wants to go back to Marseille. Okay, now this is not because he's, not, he's had first team football. He's got injured. Horrible. Now, why why does he want to go back to Marseille? I mean, obviously he's not having a good time here. So, should that say something about the club? Doesn't it? We we spoke a lot about him saying, "Please don't let him." There's no point having a footballing goalkeeper. We haven't got a footballing back four. Yeah, I don't think he came into a setup that's as <coughs> professional's other setups he's been in. Fair enough. I don't think he'll be at the club to the start of next season. Which, when be you think shame. about the fact, well, he's one of the best keepers on the continent. Yeah, he's one, you know he's France's Player of the Year two seasons running, mm. and he's only kept out of the French first team by really, really. Top class keeper. Be very and Palace, wouldn't it? To sign one of the best keepers in France, and then him just go well, after six months. It's just it, yeah. you know, it says more about the club than Mandanda. Maybe it's going to save my po- podcast shtick, though, to yeah. keep Henderson. Yeah. <laughs> but it is so another. I'm happy for <laughs> uh, that reason alone, frankly. Uh, it, it, is, it is another thing, as as James says. It's mm. another. It's, it's another thing on that scale of. <coughs> Drinks not being ready on time, season yeah. tickets not working. It's another. It's just another thing of all these the, the, these hundred things we're talking yeah, about. It's just not, not, it's just very palace to me. Uh, that question was from Michael. Well, getting, I'm getting fed up with that. I'm I still I, yeah, I love the club more than anything, and I do I love the stadium and I love the ramshackle way and I love the yeah. fact we are different. But uh, it's just I, I'm just getting fed up with people. Oh, it's very palace, isn't it? 
So, well, um, I'd like a season of it not being very powerful. Well, we've, very powerful. we've, 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 we've yeah. this, this, yeah. this time last it's year, not. we were going, this is a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, this isn't very palace. Uh, yeah. We don't know what to do. We were all sat around this exact table. Well, in that case, thank you to Palace for <laughs> reviving to tight and sort of making sure because now we all know where we are in the world. Exactly. Yeah. There you go, Kev, you see. All's okay. good in the world. Well, is it? Okay, um, next question. Well, yeah, off the pitch it is, yeah. yeah you know. <laughs> next question. Mrs. Day spent the day at hospital yesterday getting really good test results, so, you know. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. That's, yeah. Good. that's good. Next question from Lee Ayres. Hi, Lee. Hi, Lee. Lee. says, if, if much is the answer, what is the question? Oh, Christ, yeah. Oh, yeah. much you do about nothing. What's your favourite Shakespeare I think, play? was it Ed? On the last pod, who said that he will bring much on just to show, just to show to the fans and the board? How bad he is! This is all I've got. This is all I've got to work with. What are we doing here? And again, Jordan, much is a player <coughs> when in the championship. You go, yeah, he's right. You're to the squad, but my um, my my son Travis, who's um, a pod regular, said to me last night on the way home from the game. He said, "If you'd have said to me, Dad, at the beginning of the season <coughs> that we would have a game." Where it was changed totally, where our game would be changed mm. by bringing on Fraser Campbell and Bakusako, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have had you sent to a lunatic asylum now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and it was, you know, uh, much didn't do that. But that's so. an indication of how poor Swansea are, rather than yeah, how, well, yeah. how good uh, yeah, yeah. Sacco and Campbell are, to be perfectly honest. I mean, they did add a little bit of what Sacco and Campbell were doing last night. They were playing to prove something to that manager, mm, yeah, even yeah. though it looks like Saka's going to be going anyway. But yeah. they were tr- they were proving to the manager, look, we can do this because they've been on the fringes. The, the, that's the difference. I think the rest of them didn't seem to want to prove something. I yeah. think um, Allardyce might keep Sacco. I think he might. I be. think he's more of an Allardyce player than he is a Pardew player. Yeah, uh, maybe because remember it was it was Paris who wanted Sacco brought in rather than Pardew. Pardew was quite public about the fact that. That Parish said you can have goodbye if I can have Sacco, but I think he fits. What is it, top trumps or something? It's pretty much well, again. It <laughs> comes, comes back to the conversation we just had. Yeah. But I think he's yeah. With with Wilf being out for got got not five, got got yeah, got with, not got not got with Wilf being out for five weeks, I think Sacco's the sort of player that, that yeah, no, you're right. Allardyce will like. Okay. And, he's, and he hasn't got the, the other thing as well. He hasn't quite got the baggage. I thought Flamini would start last night. He hasn't got the baggage. Sacco hasn't got the baggage because he hasn't been fit. Mm. He hasn't quite got the baggage that some of the other players have been... Speaking well, of this, it's only yeah. taken Allardyce two games to realise Flamley can't last more than 55 minutes. So, I, so I, there's something I, I thought Flamley was one of the better players against Arsenal, and I think he will... For 55 minutes. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is why he should only play for Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. OK, speaking of uh, Will Sacco then, a couple of questions quickly on Wilf. Paul Dino. Speaking Michael. of Sacco, a couple of questions yeah, on Wilf. Yeah, wingers, talking about wingers. OK, okay yeah, fair yeah, no, um, Paul Dino... Says, do you think Will should have chosen to stay instead of going to the African Cup of Nations? No, I think no, you go no. and get a chance to get, get yeah, going. Don't cool. you? I don't think anybody in football resents no, him for, no, for doing no, that. I think it's it's a shame. I think if he was offered an England chance, he would have taken it like a shot. Yeah, but you can't you can't deny. Something I was just really really pleased with him last night. Yeah. I was so pleased from last night getting that goal. That was a real shining light of that game. Yeah, yeah. Not obviously from a Palace point of view. But for him personally, yeah. it must have been just like you know. And I know he was. I was said well, he's the shining light of our season, isn't he? You know, yeah, him to score that goal, having everybody took the plaudits of that lucky goal that Arsenal scored against us the other day. Him to score something like yeah. that and just about to go away, <coughs> I thought it was brilliant, and I was really, and really pleased. Also, for him. you never know; he might come back from from uh, from the tournament on a high and come back into a team that started to play well. It's got a bit of confidence. Yeah, uh, I, I, think, I actually think it's going to do him a bit of good. To get because he, he'll play much less football, obviously, and I think it's going to do him a bit of good to take him out of the firing line because yeah. yeah, there's been too much talk about him diving. He he doesn't 
Well, that's all ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, it's and I, I really, talked I really that. do hope that somebody might read or Clattenberg had a word with Palisol, as as Allardyce said, and had a word and said, "We've looked at that world thing. You didn't die." Either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but he's going to be out of the spotlight for. There was a couple opposition. of Arsenal as well, wasn't there? That were just clear oh, fouls. There's yeah. one he was pushed right in the corner. Smell my cheese. Yeah, but so you know he'll have six weeks off or whatever it is, and he'll be out of the, the media spotlight. And, yeah. and also, you won't have the. He's been carrying the team. Yeah, for a while, and he's too young to have to do that. Um, Elias Eriksson. Well, me carrying hey, Elias. the pod. I don't mind carrying the pod, but I'm old. <laughs> oh, yeah, <that's> right. <laughs> Elias Eriksson. Hi, Elias. Uh, says, will Kai Kai get his chance now? He's back from loan, and Wilf and Saka are off to Afcon. Probably Seems like the right sort of time, doesn't it? Oh, Saka's off to Afcon as well, isn't he? Oh yeah. yeah so yeah, scrap yeah. everything I just said. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Who the hell are we going to play? Uh, going to have to play Kai Kai, aren't we? But he's only. I mean, he's played well at Brentford. He's scored a few Brentford, Yeah, they're a good Premier League team, aren't they? I don't know. I think he's, earned it. he's, he's, he's done well. Again, he fits the, he fits the yellow dice mould and, and he is young and he has got energy and he's completely untainted by everything that's going on. Yeah, he, he yeah. never reads Twitter or the papers or watches telly. <laughs> I'd like to no, see him. No, in terms of he hasn't been in a, in a no, negative he atmosphere. No. He's been at a team that are doing quite well. He's, you know, I'm he's sure I would like to, I'd like to think he'll play against um, Bolton on Saturday. Yeah, I agree, I agree. I think I'm playing against Bolton on Saturday, to be fair. OK, next question is from Emmett. Hopefully in goal rolling in Hennessy. Oh, my God. Jules will be in goal rolling. Jules will be in good to get Which would be a record, club record, wouldn't it? He's one off making the record, I think. Julian, yeah. Julian, That'd be good. Hope he gets that chance. Next question is from MS Troop. Hi, MS Troop. Says, our players are devoid of any belief or team spirit. How about a touch of hypnosis? Yeah, Malcolm Allison tried that. Remember back in the day? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He got a guy in called... Uh, younger people can have a, make a cup of tea now. He got a guy in <laughs> when we were uh, relegated from the old first division to the old second division and weren't doing very well halfway through the season. He brought in a guy called Romark who hypnotised the players. It was, yeah. it was a, it did have a big... Are he, you for real? It was a big yeah. thing in the 70s and 80s. It was called hypnotism. Romark and it, it worked because we did get out of that division but sadly by being relegated <laughs> to... <laughs> so no, Malcolm Allison believed in and he, he was one of those... A bit like Allardyce. Allardyce is very into you know, different techniques, science, whatever. Malcolm Allison believed in having baths with models and hypnotising players. I think you so and I have a cool. very different definition of science. Well, it's yeah, soft science. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, he he got this guy. Soft science with Kevin Day. He got it. <laughs> <laughs> seven Tuesday nights. My tattoo. <laughs> soft science. Harker. He got this guy called Romark who hypnotised the players, and then yeah. idea for sitcom. It's <laughs> <laughs> the part you got is sports psychologist, didn't it? Yeah, but that worked brilliant. Didn't Smith do it as well? Didn't Alan Smith? <laughs> again, <laughs> again, that worked brilliant. It's brilliant. all adding up, isn't it? Well, did he get the boxing? He got the... Yeah, right. I believe anyway. did the same thing, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Right, last couple of questions then. Um, Wayne Hart Loveless. Hi, Wayne. Wayne. Says, we've lost twice to the worst team in the Premier League. Does that make us the worst team now? Uh, no, because we're fourth from, from bottom. Still. No, it doesn't. Because you actually play other teams as well. Fair enough. And <laughs> um, finally then... I think we were when we lost to Swansea at the time. I think we were... I mean, it are, it is, is annoying that Swansea have only got 13 points. They got nearly half of those from us. That's true. <laughs> that's true. They got yeah. six of their 13 points from us. That's a good point. They should have put Palace in charge of Swansea, frankly. We're better yeah. at getting a win out of them than anyone <laughs> else has been able to. Are you guys ready for some quick fire questions? Yes. From our friend Sun A? Yes. Uh, okay. Okay, okay yeah. Kevin, starting with you. Oh, hang on. Let me just pour JD. Um, JD. JE. JE. Right, okay. The first question is. Hang on, it's uh, fizzing over. Cool. 
and his, his, his Prosecco. It's the best professional <laughs> touch. Oh. Right, Kevin, ready, ready? A lot, of, a lot of players look like their heads are down from kickoff. Is this down for lack of confidence or desire? Confidence. James, after the dire first half, when was the last time the crowd was that negatively vocal? Uh, just before the first half started. <laughs> Southampton, boxing day, Southampton, I agree. It feels like Southampton again. Yeah. Andy, was there anything that gave you hope for the future? No. Good. Um, <laughs> Kevin, are Swansea now a bogey team? Yeah, they have been for a while, funny enough. They, yeah. they, I remember them playing, beating us 3 0 last, yeah. last season in the Championship. They played yeah. soft, they are. A bit of a bogey team, along with 21 others. Uh, <laughs> and James, finally, yeah. why does March get any game time? Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm not a magician. <laughs> Good. Okay. Final <laughs> question then for Pod 200 from James. 200. It's been it's been beautiful. What happened to the special guest? No, from no, 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 we're all here. We don't need one. <laughs> but for the four of us together, are as that one. Was, that was my wish. Oh, was it really? Yeah, that's oh. what I asked Santa for. You got it as well, didn't you? Thanks, Santa. Thank you, Santa. That's beautiful. Uh, the final question... My big ginger Santa. ...is from... Viking gold, actually. Stop, Stop stealing my gag. Viking gold. Right, anyway. Last question from James Duffwhistle. Hi, James. Hi, James. I, I'm sorry I use that surname. You can get that fixed. Oh, my God. He says... Just get a bit of whistle. <laughs> James Duffelsall says, is 2017... <laughs> oh, my God, it's all falling apart. 200 more knew, now! This is why we don't... <laughs> this this is why, I want 200 this more tomorrow! This is why we don't normally have Prosecco on the pod. Why? Redo this question. The, ne- the no, final fine. question... Why? From, from James Duffelsall. From Pod 2 is from James Duffelsall. Oh, he says, is... You can have to read it again No, we're just going to go straight into it. He says... Is 2017 going to be even worse than 2016? No. No. Yes. <laughs> okay, on that question. So hang on, that means JD's got... JD's got, got part three. JD's got the casting vote. Have People I? don't listen into this yeah, to yeah. listen to JD's opinion. Are we going to do part three? <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, we are going to do part three. Right. Okay, is I, 2017 going to be better off? Yes. There you go. There you go. Good. Okay. Um, thank you for your questions, listeners. Sorry we couldn't read them all out, but we uh, appreciate them. We had them. loads, didn't we? We had so many this week. Uh, please keep sending them in. After the break, we're going to look ahead to the Bolton game, um, and we're going to be trying to find some reasons to be cheerful. Welcome back to part three of the FYP podcast, Pod 200. Hey! <laughs> The only way is up there. We're going to round off the pod by coming up with our reasons to be cheerful, even though we admitted we hit rock bottom. But before we do that, we're going to preview. You said said earlier we hit rock bottom. You said rock bottom. Before we do that, we've got the Bolton game to preview, and uh, I'm going to do that with a quiz. Oh, yeah, that's rock bottom. Yeah. (laughs) You ready for a quiz? The quiz is rock bottom. Does anyone die in this quiz? The quiz is. No. Uh, No. The quiz is where your idea. Um, what? They were, they were your idea. idea. Yours? I didn't know. I never suggested a quiz. Do the quiz. Okay, anyway, uh, are you ready for that question was a terrible one? Terrible idea. They were definitely your idea. I said pointless was a terrible idea. <laughs> right, <laughs> question one. Question 18 one. series later. I love it. Question one. Did which? Really? It's really good. Can we. Thank you. Question one. Which youngster came on for Simon Roger in a 0 0 draw with Bolton in 1999 and was so bad we never saw him again? 
So you're asking us to remember <laughs> somebody who played 18 minutes. <laughs> Do you know there's Palace. not a lot of, turns out there's not a lot of Palace versus Bolton history. Um, I'm going to have to call Neil the Fish because he's the only person who's going to know this. Sean, Sean Hankin. Sean, Sean Hankin. Come on. We've <laughs> never had a player called Sean Hankin. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we have he came off the bench, he was really bad and then never played what for Palace again. Of, he was oh, a striker, wasn't what he? What sort of midfielder? He must have had oh. at school. <laughs> <laughs> okay, imagine growing up at school being called Hankin. Anyway, oh my lord! Next question: <laughs> Which defender scored in both games versus Bolton in the 97-98 Premier League season? Five-two defeat away, oh, two-all draw at home. Paul Warhurst? No, no, oh. it was a centre back. Um, no. Oh, wasn't it? Left back. David Tuttle. Uh, what, what, what year? 97-98. The Dean one Gordon. away at Bolton. Dean Gordon. Dean, Dean Gordon. Gordon. Dean Gordon. Dean Gordon. Correct. Dean Gordon. The one away at Bolton was an absolute rocket as well. Which of these players has not? Played for both Palace and Bolton. Sata Churchic, John Salako, Owen Garvin. John Salako. Hang on, let me finish. Sata Churchic, John Salako, Owen Garvin, or Darren Powell? John Salako. Incorrect. Darren Powell. Darren Powell is the correct answer. John Salako played seven games on loan at Bolton in 98 from Coventry. Oh. oh, that's cheating. And Church has obviously joined from Bolton. Yeah, Owen that. Garvin played three games on loan to Bolton in 2014 from Palace. Darren Powell never played for Bolton, so there you go. See, time was we thought Garvin was quite a good player. I then ran out of Palace versus Bolton questions, so You're I've got amazing. two just questions about Bolton. One's about the team, one's about the city. Why are Bolton... <laughs> I ran That's really good for a Palace <laughs> podcast, <laughs> isn't okay. it? Okay, it's just quickly, quickly, quickly. Why are Bolton called the Trotters? It's not a city. Because um, he's not playing Peckham. Incorrect, obviously. <laughs> they were Daryl Boy's favourite team. Their former ground, was, apparently, was a sheep. It was on a pig farm. Near a pig farm, and stray balls used sheep to end up farm. in the pig pen, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. So, I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Question five. And what? they were much funnier to be only fools and horses. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What is special? It was funny if it came up and slapped him in the face. Yeah, this is I know I this question is going to go. I know. What is special about people from Bolton? <laughs> uh, they're they're, uh, they're not from Burnley. I think you'll find that's not a quiz question, more of an open-ended inquiry. <laughs> no, because it, it relates, it, it relates lovely, to a fact. It's got a rather lovely town hall actually. Bolton. No, they're not from Bury. Okay. It's got to be some Lancastrian. They get really grumpy if you say they're from Manchester. It's Probably true, but that's yeah. not what I'm looking for. The answer I'm looking for is, according to an online survey carried out by the British Association of the Advancement of Science, Boltonians are the friendliest... Is that Kevin Day science or actual science? Let me finish. Boltonians are the friendliest people in Britain. Based on what? Based I've just told you, based on the British Association of the Advancement yeah, of Science. What do they base it on? Science. What are you saying? That's a brilliant question, actually, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Kev, yeah, well, there you, go. you know what? I reckon there's, a, I reckon there's, a, I reckon there's a TV show in that. <laughs> Is that a study peer-reviewed? Yeah. I don't know. I just got it off the internet. So you're probably not. Oh, hey, the internet never lies, does it? That's 2017 in a nutshell right there. <laughs> I don't know. Just got, got it off the internet. internet. <laughs> okay, so there you go. That yeah, was my bottle. There's no such thing as truth anymore, is there? That yeah. was my bottle. Oh, come on, you can, you can probably assume that something from the British Association of the Advancement of Science is probably true. Fake news, fake quiz. never been that friendly when I went up there. Okay, anyway. Um, Mind you, that might have been down to my attitude. Yeah, yeah. Shall we preview the bottom game quickly, even though we kind of wrote it off earlier in the pod as uh, probably going to be a second string? Well, let's see how friendly off. they are then by calling them all a bunch of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoa! Kevin! He's getting Larry now. He's had two glasses of. Well, well you know, I just. I just 
Permain. I just object to other people being called the friendliest people in the country. Hey, look, I'm not calling them that. I'm just saying it's it based on the British stereotype. I mean, you're not making the case for Norbury that well, are you? He's given us free He invites you round every week to his house. You want a free pizza and booze? I've given you a you weren't generous. He said you weren't friendly. Take these free stuff. Object, objection overruled. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's why it's the big bucks. Oh god. Okay. Thank right. Yeah, let's. Very let's good point. Thank you. Before yeah, we move point. on to our reasons to be cheerful, let's let's preview the Bolton game quickly. We assume second string. We hope possibly Julian and goal get get the record, but we, we assume think. it's going to be a game that they're going to try and watch three points of the cup and get out of the way. Yeah, I think they'll we'll, no, we'll try and win it. I'd like to see that the players on the pitch will try and win the game. Yeah, but I think it's one of those games that the BBC will, I'm sure, have one of their graphics that says, you know, potential upset. And it's nobody, not really an upset. Would it be an upset? No, no, <laughs> no, that ups, no. Well, the, the, Are they the, doing well, Bolton? Are they in the Championship, Bolton? Uh, they're yes. doing well, Bolton, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's no, they're, t- they're in League One, I think. They're in League One. Don't know. <laughs> they're, in league, they're having no, a quite they a good season. They're in League One. They're doing quite well in League One. They're having a good season in League One. Are they really? Yeah. There will be more. There will be more attention no on, on Allardyce, will there? Well, Allardyce going back, but also the fact that we're cup finalists, so there will obviously. Oh, of course, there's always yeah. a bit of a, I remember a that. bit of attention. Was that in? On, they are second in May. Yeah, they're second in League I told One, you so. <laughs> and they'll be up for it. It'll be their first big crowd for a long time, so. Def- oh, they will. They will 100 be looking at a scalp and looking yeah, at a win, so definitely. And, and, we, and they can take all they want because it's not going to yeah. be a scalp. It's going to be more like a few cuttings on the barbershop floor. Whoa, that's poetic. That's nice. Wow. Thank you. Shall we then? Whoa, that's that's really, a, I was all right till then. Really, <laughs> I, I think it might be quite interesting as, as a match because I, I expect the likes of Kai Kai might get a match. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Ladapo, who's now back, I think. Yeah, might may end up getting a run out. I, th- I think it would yeah. be quite an unconventional. Possibly Remy team. on the bench. You don't know. Possibly yeah, Remy, Remy on the bench. I, I could see it yeah, yeah. based on how Allardyce has approached the FA Cup at previous teams as I said in one of the previous parts I, I could see it being quite an experimental team and actually I think, but I think wasn't the team at Southampton third round last year pretty experimental uh, in Snowgo play when we won in third yeah. round Snowgo played a lot though last season no Snowgo would have gone by then but I think was well, that we, the season we before season before when we won when we won in 3-2 when Chimat scored twice yeah. I think that possibly was it Last yeah, Pardew, Pardew just come in, hadn't he? So yeah, yeah there were two seasons ago. Yeah, of course, it was yeah. two seasons ago. Yeah. yeah, was Pardew's first game? Was it was it Dover? It was Dover, Dover, which I think Dover. was uh, today, two years ago. Yeah, think, wow. Yeah. So there you go. On this day, on this day, really? remember that? We haven't got time for that. On this day, we've not got time for that. So good when we used to on this day, wasn't it? Really on this day is much better than the quiz. This is too. I don't understand. The quiz was your idea. It was not my idea. Anyway, I don't understand. He's got the energy to look up quiz questions, but not on this day. Round off. The this 200th pod with some reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful, part three. Because we said Palace, we said Palace are rock bottom, and we agreed that we'll try and find some reasons to be looking ahead. I tweeted out, but loads of people responding. Chris, that was my idea. Yeah, it was your idea. Definitely my idea. It was Chris Bus. That's where you're getting confused. Chris, Chris Chris Bus says, "I, I have no words." Do you have any words or thoughts that might provide a modicum of comfort, hope, and potential joy? And we do, because I've asked loads of people, <coughs> and here are their reasons to be cheerful. They've really sucked all the life out of this worst part of the pot, haven't we? Street put me off Yeah, really cheerful, yeah. Ask loads of people, they're really cheerful. Wilfred Owen Yeah, we'll see you Right. A weary Wilfred Owen after a hard day writing poems in the trenches gives his little... <laughs> I'm going to rattle through them and then I'm going to ask you guys for your reasons. So, Stuart Gordon Hi, Stuart. Hi, Stuart. says, it can't, one, it can't get any worse. 
Two, Big, Sa- Big Sam will sort it out. Three, we are only venting and we all love Palace loads. Heart emoji. Yeah. Palace man said... Heart emoji mm. that made it for me. Palace man. Hi, Palace man. Says, Hi, Palace man. We can all laugh at Patrick Bamford's career. Yeah, he came on for... Who was it the other day he came on for? Norwich? Great no, he's in, in the Premier League. He came oh, on right. for... Middlesbrough? Don't know. Barra? No, yeah, there's a game on telly. No. Don't know. Oh, was, it, was he terrible? Swindon? He wasn't on long enough. <laughs> okay, uh, David Fraser. Hi, Hi David. David. Says, Hi. let's face it, it's been a whole lot worse than this. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Johnny Latimer. Hi, Johnny. Says, it's very palace to say that reason for cheerful, <laughs> yeah. it's been worse. <laughs> yeah. It's been worse. Johnny Latimer says, Kai Kai likely to give even a chance. Yeah. Hi, Johnny. Levon, hi Levon. Says Levon, Levon, Levon. I would say Levon. Says probably named after the, the the drummer from the band Levon Helm. Good, okay. It's um, from Arkansas. I'm just reading the Robbie Robertson uh, biography at the moment. Very, very good. Levon's in there. Yeah. Carry on. And because book collection is a reason to be cheerful. Yeah. Levon says, three. I think this is in um, this is in jest. Love the light display. Might not be in jest. Wasn't there last night. Might work for the club. He might do. Uh, John Bullen says, I got to work on time this morning despite the shambles at your Southern Rail. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Small battles, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Philip yeah. Philip Philip says, Pardew's gone. Hey! <laughs> He's put a question mark over that. Is there yeah. some belt as to this? No, he knew that JD would muck up the pronunciation. Yeah, no, he's not a question mark after his own name. <laughs> no, it's, no, it says Pardew's gone. So Pardew's gone, question mark. I think he means he's, he's Australian. It's a suggestion. He's <laughs> <laughs> Australian. Pardew's gone? <laughs> okay. <laughs> We've got lots of Australian listeners. <laughs> we had you annoying all the Americans the other week, and we've got him going on all the Antipodeans this week. It's funny. We've got, like, we got our listeners left. <laughs> Okay, come on, come on, more reasons to be cheerful. Boyce, <laughs> throw them a thorn in the barbie if they're upset. Boyce, <laughs> hello, Boyce, hello, Boyce. Says <laughs> Sam has a club tie. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, but he's eating it. <laughs> oh my god, pint of wine. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 Says that. I can go back to being the only Palace fan at work. Oh. And <laughs> season tickets will be cheaper in the in the championship. Yeah, good point. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Um, Edward Porter says Hi, Ed. Zaha. Hi. Dot dot dot. Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, James Jeffrey says uh, for a long distance Palace fan, the reason to be cheerful is in the championship. I might be able to buy a ticket without planning twenty weeks prior to the game. Mm, good, yeah, point. Yeah, good point. Uh, ben Allen. Good point. Ben. Says no more fluffy isn't life great clips from the social media team. <laughs> I want footage of players vomiting blood after a double training session. <laughs> That's great. Very good. Uh, Joel, That's the best yet. Joel Legate Joel. says the Bovril was quite nice. Last oh, night. Were you getting Bovril in? Um, so you can't get in the half away. <laughs> this is a great name. Supportive Chub. <laughs> is there any other sort? Hi, Chub. Says, high support. Says, Zaha is less likely to be able to move clubs once he's injured in the first game of AFCON. Oh, come on. Oh, no, come on. That's come on. negative. But in the, in the same vein, and the last reason to be cheerful is from Luke CPFC. Hi, Luke. And he says, I have a team to support in AFCON now. Come on, Ivory Coast. Smash oh, yeah, it, good Will. Point. Oh, yeah, fair yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. And um, um, what about What about Marley? Uh, yeah. Sacco. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so we've got go, two teams. Go. What's so, the play each other? 
I don't See, I'm know. torn. I don't know. I'm torn already. What's the point in watching it? Thank you to everyone for those suggestions. Good suggestions, aren't they? Very, very good. Very good. good. Very, good. What, very cheerful. What are your guys' suggestions for reasons to be cheerful, Kevin? Would you support any other team? Fair point. Would no, you, I wouldn't. Uh, I definitely wouldn't. Would you, you know, for all the highs and lows, the joy that this team has brought us? No. Uh, of course not. No, um, we wouldn't. Yeah, any other team. Uh, no. Um, I'm, I'm going to nick Travis my son's Travis said to me last night he goes dad you know what I'm actually quite happy because I'd rather moan about losing 2-1 to Swans than moan about being 5th in the Premier League and not getting into yeah. the Champions yeah. League yeah I agree good point I agree I think I, that makes me happy I absolutely agree Andy I've got a nice new scarf oh. <laughs> it kept me really warm last night red and blue no. <laughs> <laughs> you I don't want to become a complete social pariah. Come can on. You, yeah, you already are. Can you get one <laughs> palace themed reason to be cheerful? Uh, one pat. Mm. No, I'm all out. Oh my god. Mm. Well, 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 well done, Street. We're not Millwall. Come on. What about no, you? Well, you we're not, we're not, not Millwall. We're not Millwall. Good. What about you? My reason to be cheerful is that um, we get to still do the pods together each week. Oh, I'm welling up. There you go. I'm about to throw up. That's what you're saying. <laughs> okay, uh, that's really? it. Two hundred gone. Just that like that. It. Just went like that, didn't it? Two hundred. The fires by when you're having Pod fun. Flies by. Pod two hundred uh, is done. Thank so you very much. So two fifty will be roughly about when we're another April year. Next year. Just over a year. Yeah, April. We'll, April. We'll, we'll be in the top six of League One by then. Yeah. yeah. Oh my word. Right. Okay. <laughs> Thank Every you. Optimist. Thank you. How are we going to go down two uh, leagues at once? <laughs> because <laughs> financial irregularities. Yeah. Yeah. Something will happen. Oh. Right. Pod 200 <laughs> is done. Thank you very Bye, much for listening. Uh, we will see you after the Bolton game. Uh, is thank you. Tim all right over there? No, he's, he's never he's right, is he? It was all the cheerful right. stuff. It brings me out hives. Um, so, so thank you very much for really, really, listening to Pod 200. I'd like to say thank you to Kevin Fletcher, who uses his house every week, week in, week out, and to um, his lovely, long suffering wife who feeding us and drinking us. And for what? Right. And I'd like to thank the good people of Norbury. Thank you. Right. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Podcast Network.